Good morning, everybody. Hey now, hello team, and welcome to Enough, the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. What's happening, Hoops? Did I hit the post there? Was that a post hit? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, good enough for me. We are your hosts, the Turkey Boys, Scott Sweeney and Ryan Ankner. Ooh, I accidentally took top billing. What do you think of that? I'm okay with that. I never had an issue with being first or, you know, do it however you feel. Wow. I love it. Right, do we have any emails to uh, start us em- off? Empty this week? box this week, guys. <laughs> so, enough the podcast at gmail.com. Someone that's not a relative of mine, reach out. <laughs> yeah, that would That'd be, be great. That'd not be that good. there's anything wrong with my relatives emailing me. You guys keep them coming. But, um, yeah, we need those desperately. Wow. What do you got? Uh, oh, I, I have to do a Benefix read off the top now that our partnership is back. Um, yes. Just so you guys know, benefix.us to check them out. And, you know, that's our friend Michael's company and Benefix, avoiding confrontation since 2015. The very best in people pleasing. Ooh, lovely. Great. What do they do at Benefix again, just to remind the fans what they, they could be getting? are actually a, a, a service with which you can, you know, get a custom uh, a curated colonoscopy. Oh. So just go to Benefix.us and have Michael get you all set up and get cleaned out. Wow. So what's happening? What do you? What's in the news? Let's uh, get right into it. We. Uh, I'm sorry to bring up the obituaries right up top, fans. We're gonna but, do that uh, right away. Yeah, I respect it. Rest in peace, the Jeremy Renner app. <laughs> it's gone. It's over. <laughs> I mean, I, we we just met the. <laughs> people might remember the Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy. Renner. He had an app that people. Like trolled so much that it got. They had to shut it down the other day. It's it's to me. I think it had a lot of potential, hmm. and the part about it that's the most upsetting is that everyone was so rude and didn't give it a chance to fully reach its potential. So rude. One I thing's just, for certain: my man Jeremy's gonna write a uh, incredible new song about this ordeal. Gotta. <laughs> Something that sounds a little bit like this, but uh, even doper, probably. I don't even know if that's possible. Yeah. A new song called, like, Trolls, where he really uh, attacks these renegades. Can I just play this on repeat for the remainder of the show? Yeah. I'm into that. I just want to get the chorus one time. Who do you think the next actor who has, like, an app that's just about them? Hopefully Jonathan Brandis. Ooh, the Brandis app. (laughs) Ryan, uh, he's dead. I was thinking the Ving Rhames app. What do you think of that? I'm would okay you, with that. Did you download the, the Ving Rhames app? It's I like would. a, I guess you can look at it like in the front facing camera and see how you look in all Ving's hats from various Mission Impossible movies. Wow, you're hired. And this app is already in pre-production. Yeah, we need somebody to develop that for us. So enough the podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Fuck, that song sucks. I thought you were going to say, fuck, that song rules. I wish I, would, I could get a kick out of it more, but it's it's just terrible. Some more news. Apple TV, which hasn't even launched yet, it starts in, like, November. They oh no haven't even started, you know, no one can see any of their programs yet, but they've already canceled one of their shows. Oh, the Richard Gere? Yes. <laughs> you, love, you love to see it, folks. It makes me so happy. Richard Gere's show that won't even premiere for another two months has already been canceled. 
And it's like, why would they? Well, the church store called. They're running out of you. Why would they even announce this? Like, when it finally premieres in two months, who's gonna be like, wow, I gotta check out the new Richard Gere show that's already been canceled. I bet that's really good and worth my time. You know, it seems like the most puzzling announcement I've ever seen. I almost made a gerbil joke, Ooh. and then I decided against it because I'd, I'd still love to hear it. Nah, it's not that funny. That was why I decided again. I didn't like take the high road morally. <laughs> I just am not that funny. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think any of the programming. I've, I guess I've just heard about that, and then the what's that other one? Uh, Hogan's Heroes or whatever it's called with um, basically Steve Carell and yeah, the new show Kim Cattrall. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even remember. It's Steve uh, Carell. They have a bunch of shows. They haven't announced them Reese all yet. Reese Witherspoon and... Um, yeah, it's news people. It looks boring and, and whatever. The animated character from King of the Hill, Peggy Hill. Yeah, that looks... They all look oh. terrible. Ho, oh, oh, ho, oh. Bobby. Um, <clears throat> speaking of uh, like older, you know, we'll call them 90s actors having a resurgence, what's up with Renee Zellweger? <laughs> In particular, with this Judy Garland movie that's coming out, they're like putting her in the cover of everything. Mm. It's as if like every year she ages, her eyes get smaller, <laughs> to the point where she's wow. just gonna have no face. Who the fuck is Renee Zellweger? So, <laughs> I no, couldn't but, uh, possibly be less excited. Did you see the trailer for that or just a teaser? No, it sounds crushingly boring though. Who is she playing? Judy Garland, the woman who was. Oh, in... actually, that might be interesting. Judy no. Garland had a uh, a wild life. It's like she no. had to go to a different. Like she moved in to England, and there's this whole arc, and just looks just boring. Mm. Zellweger, yeah, she. I can't think of the last thing I saw her in. She's around though, I guess. I suppose, yeah. I she, liked her in. Um, she got some plastic surgery a few years ago, and looks like different than she used to. She got a little tightened. Not the even face. like bad, but just like she doesn't look like herself anymore. It's like, oh, is that Renee Zellweger? Type stuff. Um, I saw that Haley Atwell is joining uh, the next Mission Impossible movie. Whom? Haley Atwell. She's that babe from. Uh, How do I not know who that is? She played Agent Carter in like the Captain America movies. You you you're not a Marvel I'm sure. guy. Yeah, I'm not. I that's like one of my weakest areas in film. You'd know her. She's like in stuff. Haley Atwell. The series is overflowing with brunette babes now. They got that Rebecca Ferguson, Michelle Monaghan. Now this one, it's they're loaded. They're loaded over there. And the the seventh Mission Impossible comes out July twenty third, twenty twenty one, and the eighth the summer afterwards. That's so far away. It is, but. I'm wondering how Tom Cruise is going to hurt himself on this set. Exactly. I was just going to say. I'm sure he's got some doozies for us. Running through a plate glass window and, you know, cutting himself to shreds. He'll add like three layers of grittiness to that. Hey, he's the best. Um, Elton John and Taron Edgerton. Edgerton? I don't ever know how to say that properly. Mm. Are going to do... I think he's... He's Egerton. Egerton. And then the other guy, Joel Edgerton. Edgerton. We solved okay. it. They're yeah. both throwaways as far as I'm concerned. But they're I guess these Elton and Taryn are going on a tour together. Oh. And singing. Mm. And I mean, I feel like Elton John has just never stopped touring. Yeah. I saw him. We saw him. Were you with us? No. But Years ago. That uh, Did you ever see Rocket Man, the movie? No. The, like Taron Egerton I'm good. plays Elton John, obviously, 
and I thought it was a pretty good movie. And he does his own singing, which is good, but he's not so good where it's like, oh, I'm gonna go on tour with actual Elton John and sing. Like he's not like, I don't know. You were into this that is, movie, huh? I enjoyed it. Yeah. What do you like about it? Wow. <laughs> I just set a little booby trap. The sound by Bandit got I, me again. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't have any desire to see it at all. And it was one of those movies that, like, like the the Queen movie, the Queen, Queen. That everybody talked about. It was better than the Queen movie. It was. It was like. It was yeah, more watchable. Like, yeah, more like a, a, a proper movie. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Rami. Um, that sidecar. Did you hear about this Once Upon a Time extended miniseries for Netflix? Yes, and I saw a headline. Brad Pitt confirmed it. Well, no. I just spit on you. <laughs> that, uh, they worded this in such a way, you might have even got fooled by this. I I'm not sure. I tricked. Because they worded it in a way that makes you think that they're making a new TV show. No, no, no. Show. They're doing it like the Hateful Eight where it's just the extended stuff. Okay, so you got it. I didn't get fooled. I no. saw a headline that was like, they're making like a Once Upon a, in a Time in Hollywood TV show, basically, where it's like... No, I can't stand when they do that. Yeah, it's like, stand. you clickbait lunatics. Like, no, they're, they're going to have an extended edition Well, I read the of, article. If you don't read the article, it's clickbait city, yeah. yeah. I get why they would frame it like that, but I think that'll be interesting. I, I thought there was that was a very long film as it is. I know he had yeah. that four-hour cut that he never released. Well, that's what this will be, presumably. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll watch it. But yeah, the movie clickbait is even worse than like fake news like politics wise like the stuff you see that they're just trying to get people to they're trying to get nerds into like clicking on their viruses and scandalous scallywags what but uh <laughs> i saw that your favorite actor milo ventimiglia is set to play evil knievel in a new usa network limited series that's very uh you fired up he's he's riding his heat from the art of racing in the rain right into this uh this new USA series. And I thought it was wild. Who would have thought he would still be getting work? Milo, like the guy from Heroes, he played like... I think that his Rocky's big resurgence son. or whatever was because of This Is Us, right? Yeah. Or yeah, actually, I forgot he was on that show. That's totally why this all happened. I forget that people watch that show, and it's, it's a hot ticket. I I know a lot of people that watch that show. One of these days we're gonna have Parsons on. He's gonna explain. Is he a This Is Us guy? Oh yeah. He has such interesting taste. This is me, buddy. This is you and me. <laughs> we haven't done that, have we? Where he just eats the whole cast or something. I mean, I'm ready to give it a green light. I know we discussed the fact that Nicki Minaj is retiring the other day. That was kind of a, it's yeah. a sad day. I cried for probably three and a half hours upon hearing the news. And what I'm do you think that um, the thing that I'm wondering about is like I suppose you could call it a silver lining that her silver fake butt continues to or plans to continue to release music for another few years oh. on independently <laughs> under the name Butt Menage. Oh, Butt Menage. Yeah. It sounds like a fun episode of Black Mirror. Her butt has uh, gained sentience and gone rogue. <laughs> I'm on board. That uh but yeah, do you remember the story of me listening to the song and eating Chinese food in tears no. in my kitchen at three o'clock in the morning, like, I'd like when it first came it. out? Is this Nicki Minaj? Yeah. Oh. This I is my favorite Nicki Minaj song, and I was really sad, and I was listening to the song, <laughs> and I was eating Chinese food in my underwear, and I started crying. Wow. This is back when I had access to that that part of my brain, which was nice, actually. You get a good cry in. Oh yeah. Love a good cry. 
that uh i'd love to see you start crying right now listening to the song again we remember the fans the bit? would love it too oh, i don't want to spoil the bit let's do Wait. that bit what bit you know what i'm talking about I the don't. fast and the furious bit oh should we do it what the fact that we were gonna have you watch that scene oh. from Fast and the Furious and try to cry on air. Yeah, let's let's try that later. We don't. Do you appreciate me just blowing the lid off of it? Let's forget about it for six weeks and then bring it back. Sure. Um, no, but that, I actually think that would be good to do. Be hilarious. Scotty tears. The, that movie will get you there. I saw, but more news. I saw that uh, Joker premiered at the Venice Film Festival. Oh, I'm excited about that. And won the prestigious Golden Lion Award, which everyone's very surprised about because movies like Joker don't normally even screen at such a festival, let alone win the uh, the big prize. So, ever, and it got like an eight minute standing ovation. Everyone's like, oh. People are saying it's like the biggest piece of work. I'm really ever. excited about it, yeah. Yeah. Should be good. Ronnie's in. And it's September now, and summer movie season is officially over, and now that it's over, I feel confident saying that might have been the worst summer movie season of our lifetime. A hundred percent. It was horrible. I I was looking at a list of all the movies that came out, and was just like, wow. There were like three movies that came out all summer. Speaking of summer movies, the the thing, if I never hear (laughs) them... What a good transition that was. Seamless. Now that's how you produce. Um, If I never hear mention of the live-action Little Mermaid and Harry Styles turning down the role of Prince Eric again, I can die happy because I I honestly can't take that headline anymore. His commentary on it, the pictures of him, like next to the animated Eric... Yeah. It, it's driving me insane. It's all over all the, uh, you know, like the Instagrams, Entertainment Weekly, just everything that we have to read now. Mm. And I want it gone. Yeah, good for him for... Let's take a stand. Good for him for not taking that role in what's, you know, it's not like it's going to be amazing. All these live-action remakes are, you know... They're turkeys. Yeah, they're terrible. The Turkey King being I the liked The Jungle yet. Book, and I've not seen the others, have I? I didn't hate the Jungle Book. It I was, thought it was okay. It was just like a nothing. What well, was the first one? I didn't realize like, at, when the Jungle Book came out. I didn't realize it was going to become the next thing where Disney would just push these movies out for the rest of time. Uh, what are they going to do with fucking Lady and the Tramp? Remake it. I'm not even joking. We did this already. How it's yeah. going to be all um, yeah, Airbud style? Yeah, there's a trailer. It, it comes out when Disney Plus comes out. And then I did the buddy buddy joke and the whole deal. Um. Scarlett Johansson's under fire again for defending Woody Allen. What, what do you mean? She what, said, I love Woody, truth. I believe what? him, and I would work with him any time. Yeah. And she said that when she was asked about him and like how he's been accused of sexually abusing his adopted daughter, what? What? Dylan Farrow. What? Or is Dylan the son? Whoever Dylan, Dylan Farrow is. Dylan. Daughter, yeah. But yeah... It just seemed weird timing-wise. Like, was someone asking for your opinion on that, or we, I don't know. It's a, it's a messy, uh, it's a messy Son topic. Of that bitch. Dylan. Uh, she said, "I see Woody whenever I can, and I have a lot of conversations with him about it. I have mm. been very direct with him, and he's very direct with me. He maintains his innocence, and I believe him." Wow. I don't. I don't. Wow. Quite frankly. Interesting. You heard it here, folks. Very woke take. Heard it here first. I don't know what to believe, folks. You love Woody Allen. 
So what? You, you don't want to believe it, and I know, and that's well, okay. I like his old movies. It's tough to say you love the. Man. I like Blue Jasmine, and at this that's point, it. he's like a frail, old, like probably sexual assaulting clarinet player. Like he's, he's a creep. Yeah, it's tough to be like, wow, he rules. Like what a kick-ass dude. But I mean, he made some good movies years ago. I think that it, there's an element of being able to separate, you know, life from art, and mm. not resenting. You know, whomever, based on, you know, just sort of, like, I can't think of a good example of somebody that I like who's sort of a piece of shit, but... Especially these days with the the cancel culture we live in. They're coming after Kevin Hart again. Did you see that headline where he said something about... Is is everyone mad that he almost died in a car accident? (laughs) Kevin, look out! This this we won't stand for. He's canceled. Once and for all. You're done. He made a comment about Lil Nas X. Uh, and how yes, 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 it's yes. not a big deal that he's gay or mm. something, which I, to me, I interpreted that as a positive. But there, of course, because it's Kevin Hart, they're coming at him hard. Mm. It's like, can you let the guy have a spinal fusion and relax? Yeah. Like he almost, literally almost died last weekend. And now you're all, he's already in that magazine, The Cut, mm. where they just sort of eviscerate everybody because it's like a bunch of hipster millennials writing articles, you know. Yeah, you can't say anything like even no. mildly interesting. He's a fucking comedian. Because people will turn it into like a just a Can whole we, a whole could you. People don't take that into account anymore, the fact that that it's a joke. Mm. That he's a comedian, that his job is to say silly, outrageous things to make people laugh. It's not like I don't know that he actually believes any of the stuff he says. Mm. The um I hate to be the guy that hates sports, but I legitimately feel They're the worst. sick to my stomach over the fact that football is back today. Is like, it today? I thought it was like last week. Oh, it's back. The Pats are playing like right now, I think. <sighs> Kid. <laughs> Kid. Can't wait. Bean guy's taking over me. <laughs> as, I, I, as I'm complaining about it, I just want to be like, Kid, the Pats are sick and dope. I saw there was a game. There was always a game playing somewhere. And you I'm look ma- over like somebody's shoulder and there's just a matchup on the TV. And it's just, for me, that makes me feel sick. Yeah. It's Sundays are forfeit from now on. All right. Here's the question Although of the day. We do Would the you, pod Sunday. So it's true. This is- Would you rather watch a football game mm. or episode one, season two of Jack Ryan on Netflix <laughs> or Amazon Prime? Sorry. Wow. That's close, but I would watch Jack Ryan. I would watch a nice scripted, boring Amazon original. To me, that action drama sounds like you're ready to have a family because that is the biggest dad show of all time. Such a dad show. It really is. Actually, I I saw a poster. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Of uh, was it just like John Krasinski? Yeah, it's in like a golf shirt holding a gun. He doesn't even have a gun. It's not even that exciting. Show sucks. I almost have it here. Look at this poster for this show. It's, it's just him, like, standing with, like... With a helicopter. I was joking about the golf shirt. He's actually wearing a golf shirt. Yes. Let's, can I... Don't... This is good for visual element. But it's just, like, are you trying to get people to watch this show? It's, like, him looking bored, frankly. And this is supposed to be, like, an action show. It's just him, like... Stand, did you get it? I did. Okay. <laughs> I, I was tired of holding my hand up. You didn't want to keep it going? <sighs> the, I got a good uh, Wahlberg in the background. How you doing? Oh, you doing a video? Oh, yeah. I'm doing a video. Visual element for the show. I didn't know what you were up to. Yeah. It's fucking cool, though. I know. We're in Boston. How you fucking doing? Yeah, let's go get that Asian guy. Uh, what and, else? Uh, we got 9-11 right around the corner. 
Mm. And it got me thinking, what's your favorite 9-11 movie? There's only two options. Uh, there's m- more than two. Really? You got w- I would say World Trade Center starring friend of the show, Nicolas Cage. Which, if memory serves me correct, you saw in the theater and cried during? Correct. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure the We're fans doing, knew about is that. We're doing, this is the Ryan Tears episode, so think of a funny, oh, we already have the name, but. Yeah. I saw World Trade Center with Codpiece, and Peace. we went to um, a wonderful restaurant, Uno's, Chicago Bar and Grill, or whatever the fuck it's called. The finest. And I believe I had a couple of Long Island iced teas. Maybe a deep dish pizza. And then the bears. And then I went to see, and we went to the Hanover Theater, and I got real sad. <laughs> and I shed some <laughs> tears. See, that's what I'm talking about. Getting nice and full on like awful chain restaurant food and Woof. booze, and Just then a big seeing full tummy of then awful sodium laden food. And seeing a big old turkey, and the other nine eleven movies, United ninety three, which is actually good, but it's even sadder than uh, World Trade. What Center. happens in that one again? Is that the plane one? Yeah, that's obviously. the one where it's it shows you what presumably happened on that plane. Let's watch that tonight. No, no about that. No, <laughs> rewatch was no, but there's one called just 9-11 that stars Whoopi Goldberg and Charlie Sheen. Oh, were they in the elevator? Yes. I saw that. I never actually watched it. I forgot about it for years. I've been waiting for this to pop up on streaming anywhere. <laughs> so, I mean, a, ni- a 9-11 movie with Whoopi Goldberg and Charlie Sheen? I'm going to check the TV app and see where it is because we could use that. It's, it's, it's called Just 911. Yeah. 9-11. Oh, I got it. <laughs> he got it. Wait. This is a 9-11 show on Fox with mm. Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's a different thing. Holy shit. Is that, that Jennifer Love Hewitt? Yes. Yep. Oh, my God. This exists? That also exists, yeah. With Kenneth Choi eh. and Connie Britton. That show, people actually like it. I've never seen it, but as far as... I like, would ask, what do you like about it? <laughs> as far as and shows, 9-11 is on Prime Video. Um, oh, is it? I believe so. Okay, I'm going to watch that later. Fans, get ready for a hot review of that on uh, next week's big... They're not giving me the cast, but I'm going to put it on my up next anyway, because that's going to be a heartwarming tale. Okay. Okay. Um, I just closed my notes to open that. Miles Teller's engaged. Congratulations, Miles, to that's, Kaylee or Kelly Sperry, who I don't know. This is the big news that people tune in for. This is what the Miles Teller about. engagement news. I'm a big Miles Teller fan. You I are. think that he's like he, Timothy Chalamet, and Robert Pattinson are my three favorite current actors, and I think that they should do a movie together. First off, like a bottle rocket type ensemble comedy but with a little bit more drama and directed by Jim Jarmusch and oh. Mike Figgis. That sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like maybe the worst movie ever made, and I hope it gets made. Um, Dopely. What was I going to say? Yeah, I, I do enjoy him. I think he's got a lot more to show us. I enjoyed Bleed for this. Wow. What do you got? What else you got? I have a few more news items. We're still just on news. We have some hot reviews to cover here. Yeah. So I'm going to get into uh, the obituaries. <clears throat> and I'm sorry for fans of my new hit segment, Ball Boys, where I uh, I recap the show Ballers because it's already dead. It's in the obituaries. I'm not doing it anymore because Ballers is truly unwatchable. He's out. 
So it had a great run. I mean, that one segment, the fans, they adored it. They they were besides themselves. Besides themselves? I said that shittily. Nah, it's all right. Yeah, I thought it was funny, but like I, I shut off the first episode of season five, and I couldn't go back. Which is sad because I was able to get it all. I was able to get all the way through seasons one, two, three, and four. Huh. And you wonder how I did that. How um, did you do that? I don't know. Do you want to talk about the? Let's just get into proper reviews. Well, do you have any shuts or lullabies before we get into reviews proper? For my shuts, I shot the movie Late Night, which is new to Amazon Prime. It's that Emma Thompson, Mindy Kaling movie. It's very bad. Sounds awful. I could only watch. You went in there for Emma Thompson, huh? I mean, I guess she's a cutie pie. I guess Mm, is she? She's all right. She's like an older woman. Oh, I'm not. That's the wrong woman I'm thinking of. Who is Emma Thompson? (laughs) I was like, you're thinking of Emma Emma Thompson. Emma. I mean, there are some good. There's a few Emmas. There's Emma Stone. There's Emma Watson. I was thinking Emma Watson. Okay. And Emma Thompson is in her fifties. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with a woman oh. of a certain age, but she's that's gr- not who I meant. She's a great actress. I, I was. She's talented. I yes. was sad that she was slumming it in a uh, Mindy Kaling vehicle. For whatever reason, Mindy Kaling kind of does whatever she wants, and like they gave her like after the office, she got her own show and yeah. like it won an Emmy. She gets too much. Stuff. Did it win an Emmy? I think it did. I don't know. Like a best original comedy series. It won a Thready for <laughs> most unthinkable watch. And I also I have a retract. I have two retractions, or oh. one actually from last week. I was when we were talking about Bachelor in Paradise. I mixed up Dylan and Dean. <laughs> Dylan is the guy who I think is actually gay, you and he's dating Hannah G. And Dean is the handsome guy with the lovely light blue eyes and the mustache. And I mixed them up a couple of times. And my friend of the show. One of the friends of the show, I forget who pointed it out. I think I like, it was my sister, actually. I like the idea of you like springing awake in the middle of the night in a cold sweat, like fuck, I messed up, Dean. I noticed and it on Douglas first listen, and whoever. I was like, I sure hope nobody catches that. <laughs> How humiliating! Cat's got your number. I like it. But yeah, I didn't shut too much. Just that one. That's and, it. Uh, I have a few actually. I shut off like everything this week. I shut off the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I didn't even dislike. I just was like, I'm not in the mood for this. It's a great movie. He on doesn't an, shut on an idyllic summer day. That narration. Yeah. He doesn't shut the the chainsaw off for like the entire movie, and I just couldn't take the sound anymore. You like he'd run out of gas for that chainsaw. I was thinking it last week. I shut off The Godfather Two, and this week I shut off a movie called Godfathers of Hardcore, which is a di- documentary that was on Showtime about wow. Agnostic Front, the hardcore band. Wow, it was very boring. Sounds it, and like they're all still doing it. I guess um, I shut off Smoke and Aces Two after finishing all of the first Smoke and Aces for the fourth time. <laughs> And then I shut off a few stand-up comedy specials, one by Sam Kinison and one by Bill Hicks. Oh, oh, oh! And then I shut off Christopher Nolan's following, which I may ask iTunes for a refund on because it sucked. Mm. It was super boring. And it, looked, it was like coffee and cigarettes, but not funny and interesting. It was just like a cold, boring first. It, like, we made the comment that he never made a bad movie. Yes, he did. Yeah. Well, it's his first, so you got to give it a little sure. leeway. But it's it, nice it to see that he's human. It's very slow, and yeah, I, I never. I've tried several times. I've never seen the end of it. I've never made it all the way through. Reviews. Let's get to our reviews proper. Ba, ba, ba. 
love separating the segments with a nice bed of music. This is my favorite one, and I say this every time, but it makes me real happy. Um, we together after the show last week watched the Harvey Weinstein documentary Untouchable we on did. Hulu. It is now on Hulu. I think it's a Hulu exclusive. This is the only. That's the only place you can watch this. Not very good. What a not fat, very thorough fat story. cunt he is. Oh, he's a big pig. Yeah. After watching it, I was like. I was like, I think this guy might be a creep. I don't know. I got a real bad feeling about him. And, you know, I no longer want to shoot our feature film Pill Guys through the Weinstein Company. I can wow. tell you that much. I'm pulling all my money out. Yes. I The thing about it is I, I wrote down, how did he get away with this? And it's like, great note, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it gave, it, like, he, he's just like a cockroach of a human being. Him getting in the car like, everybody makes mistakes. I'm going to get help. Mm. With like his big tummy hanging out, he's just such a gross, ugh. Yeah, and I love everyone in the documentary is just you know like tearing him apart, talking about how ugly and shitty he is in every way. <laughs> and in, in that respect, like it was enjoyable. But I enjoyed that. I didn't part of think it, yeah. this documentary was very well done. I didn't Not feel really, like no. I learned anything. I didn't. We didn't learn anything. End. It was just stuff that we already knew. Yeah. About how he sucks, and then it was none of the proper celebrities. Like there was no. I don't know, like... Yeah, like, they should have gone more in-depth. It was very, like, surface level. Just people being like, oh, he... Rose McGowan or whomever that was, like, a big part of it. Like, the woman who founded the Me Too movement. There was nobody... It just... I don't know. It's like, why wouldn't you want to be a part of this? You've already been in every news, you know, outlet for the past year and a half. So I can't can't really recommend it. It's... A movie about this... That subject matter is not something you really, like, enjoy, even if it's good. But this was, like, not even good. I was hoping so. to learn a few things about, yeah. like, what maybe could have led to the it all happening and, mm. like, maybe about his childhood or something. But they didn't talk to anyone even close to him, so they'll probably get sued. Yes. Um, what else did you see? Uh, Scotty did a, a classic Scotty double feature the other day at uh, the Home Court uh, movie theater. And it was actually funny... When I walked in to buy a ticket for Good Boys, which I'll review shortly, there was a woman standing there in line in front of me who was asking for a synopsis of every movie playing. To you or from you? No, like to the person. You should have hooked her up, man. No, she was asking the person, you know, ringing everybody up for synopsis, synopses, however you say that word. Sigh? I don't know. But... I would have called the police. <laughs> I was laughing at how immediately you would have like made a scene, but I strolled up and I was like, what is this, like a live episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm? <laughs> like this woman's just like... <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I, but I, was like, what I is couldn't this? do that. She's like, oh, good boys, what's that about? And then the woman like, <laughs> the woman working like quickly explained it to her. And then she oh, was that like, sucks. the peanut butter falcon, what's that about? And like she had her hands, she was like leaning on the counter. And, like she was settled. Was pantsuit there? She wasn't. And pantsuit would have had her thrown off, thrown out instantly. Yes. Quick side note, there's a woman who's worked at this theater for like decades that we call Patty Pantsuit. And I actually haven't seen her there in a while. I'm a little concerned about her. So folks, if you are on the South Shore and you go to the Hanover Patriot Cinemas, yes. keep on the lookout for a woman that kind of looks like George Carlin and is mm-hmm. wearing a very 
fine gray pantsuit. Yes. Nice light gray. Almost like she's like, if George Carlin were to shoot collateral as a woman. Mm. Finely pressed. Put yourself in that mindset. But yeah, so I'm standing there watching or listening to this woman like ask for a synopsis. And then it's, I have a few minutes before the movie, so I didn't like immediately say something. Oh, I would have lost it. And it was like, I was like, this is kind of funny. Like, this is stupid. Did you get a little video of her? No, I should have. That's a it good idea. Been good. For next but, uh, time. For any time. Guess what movie synopsis impressed her enough to buy a ticket? I'm going to say... It came up earlier in the show. I'll give you a hint. Did it really? It did. Uh, the Art of Racing in the Rain. Nailed it. Well, yeah. I mean, it could have pegged <laughs> that from a mile away. And That's the- such an older woman at the movies by herself kind of flick. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go watch Milo Ventimiglia careen down the pacific coast highway with some dog in the car knowing that the dog's gonna die yeah that was the best part because like the woman it's just some kid like working the desk like she doesn't have synopsis that word is killing me tonight synopsis in front of her so it was just her going like yeah it's like this guy like driving around with his dog and like they do a, and the woman was just like i'll take it (laughs) one for that and i was very charmed by that that's kind of cute. But then I, cute. I went into Good Boys, which... I thought it looked awful. It's. Uh, I don't think kids are very funny. Yeah, especially not these ones. This was the new uh, Seth Rogen produced movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was worried this would just kind of be like kids saying wacky stuff, and it's supposed to be funny because like they're kids and they're swearing. Whoa. And I was right. Like bad grandpa. And I was That totally whole vein right. of... Like fish out of water profanity. Yeah, that does like, nothing for me. Yeah, yeah I like Bad Grandpa because Aubrey Plaza is in it, and I'm a fan. But like, am I supposed to be dazzled by the fact that like you got children to swear to like say the f word? Like, that's not anything. Yeah, that's not that funny. And this movie's very stupidly written. Like, they're it's basically like a remake of Superbad, but it's with younger kids. Like, they're it's all about them getting to this kissing party instead of like a booze party. And it's so stupid. Like, they're trying to figure out how to kiss. So their idea is, let's f- fly a drone over the neighbor's house to watch, like, our neighbors kissing. It's like, huh? Like, they shoehorn these kids into a bunch of, like, awful scenarios. There's, uh... I was laughing. People love Pratt Falls. Like, this was a decently I packed, love Pratt Falls. packed theater. There's a moment where... Or there's several moments where someone, like, crashes into something. The whole theater erupted. <laughs> Every, every time. Is it a packed house? And I'm just sitting there, just like, like expressionless. Like, I don't know. Anyone falling just like kills everybody. I guess it was a pretty packed house. There was a couple good bits. Like at one point, one of the kids is like, "My parents are getting a divorce," and then they pause for a beat, and then the other kid goes, "What'd you do?" <laughs> and uh, that was like the big laugh I had. Uh, But the average episode of a sitcom has a stronger storyline than this movie. It's just like, it hits all the same beats as Superbad. Good Boys, I'm renaming it Turkey Boys. What do you think? (laughs) He's in. I recommend waiting for it to be on TV in like a year and a half, and you'll get like four laughs out of it. That's how I'd approach this movie, fans. I'll watch it when it's on TV. I bet it'll go to HBO fairly quickly. I bet it's on HBO before Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, I saw Killer Man by myself. Killer the, Man. the new Liam Hemsworth vehicle. 
uh, where he plays a guy named Mo Diamond. He's a New York City money launderer Mo who Diamond. wakes up with no memory and millions of dollars in stolen cash and drugs, and he must soon scour the streets in search of answers while trying to dodge a crew of violent and crooked cops. Ooh. It was from a guy, Malik Bader, who I've never heard of, and his entire film uh, filmography is like weird noir crime caper kind of flicks. Crime! And it was okay. It had like a... Like a running scared vibe, not Ooh. the Richard Pryor one. The running scared with uh, Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Don't do this, Frankie. Just. Um, there was one of the guys from Brotherhood was in it. I forget his name. Emery Cohen, mm. who's like the consummate New York tough guy. Yep. I but like I was saying this the other day that Emery Cohen is one of the most director dependent actors on the fucking planet. Mm. Like you look at him in Brooklyn or Place Beyond the Pines, Lords of Chaos, I'll even throw out there that movie with Kieran Cul- or Rory yep. Culkin that we watched. Good and movie. He doesn't really have anywhere to go in this movie. Okay. Because he's with a less experienced director and there's nobody to take him there. So he's sort of just like, we can't do this. We got to get the money. Mm. And he's just, it's, he's like, I don't know. He sounds like Dice or something. Like, it's just not great. He's not dialed in? I mean, no. Mm. And I don't know. Overall, I was interested. It's like a two hour movie. I wasn't bored. Hemsworth, both the Hemsworth brothers have like no chops. They're just yeah. stupid, handsome looking. Yeah. And. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad f- you saw this in the theater. This is like a, an indie that's barely playing anywhere. I'm glad you uh, got in there. I no, can't imagine nice that they the put up numbers this weekend, so yeah. I'm glad to have been one of the three people in the theater. <laughs> yeah. The whole movie felt rather ha- ham-handed. Mm. I, I would say it's a 5 out of 10, but worth seeing if you've got <laughs> nothing else to do and it doesn't cost you anything. A hot, a hot 5 out of 10. Oh, yeah. I like it. Let's get into... Uh, hey, look out! It Chapter Two, which we saw. Yep. AKA that, Shit Chapter Two. <laughs> shit Chapter Boo. Boo. Chapter Poo. Should I keep going? I'm no, done. we've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. To start us off, uh, what did you think of It Chapter One? I walked out of it, so. Oh. So you I never was even surprised I even made it for this one. <laughs> yeah, that is quite surprising, actually. It it's. And I you know, I'm not. I don't. I'm not. It was okay. Yeah. I'd give it maybe a five and a half. It was surprisingly good. The first one. So I, I thought, and everyone, the reviews for this one were strong. So I, I was kind of excited for it, but uh, it was not great. I laughed when uh, right when the movie started. You turned to me and said, "I'm bored," which <laughs> gave me a good laugh. I thought that was really fun. Um, I'm glad that guy, yeah. They, this movie has a very slow start with like a lot of setup Oof. and flashbacks, like trying to refamiliar, refamiliarize. I can't speak tonight, or That's maybe okay. ever. Tonight. Refamiliarizing yourself with this universe, nailed it. And they do too much buildup, where like they turn every character in, into like a detective trying to figure out what's going on. It's like. The killer clown is back. Like, there's nothing to figure out. Like, you gotta, you guys gotta team up and kill this stupid clown. Am I right? I, I don't know. Like the scene of them in the Chinese food restaurant with the weird CGI and they're all yelling and screaming and yeah, like they, seeing stuff for the first time. Yeah, that did, was dumb. That was very artsy and, and poorly shot. That that like could have been that could have hit the cutting room floor <clears throat> and been better for it. But yeah, all the adult versions of the characters were kind of boring. 
even Bill Hader, where everyone's like, I said, I wrote down, he was. This is the first time I've ever seen Bill Hader unlikable. Yeah, everyone said like this movie sucks. Like everyone stinks, and except Bill Hader, I was like, What'd you I like mean, about him? I'm a huge Bill Hader guy, but I thought he was. What he was, do you like about it? It was whatever. He didn't do anything. But yeah, they they send all the characters on these like individual adventures to go and find clues to who Pennywise is and how they can kill this stupid clown. I hated how much it jumped around, like the vignettes, like back and forth between how old they were. And also, why the the fuck did Jessica Chastain's agent let her do this? Can we talk about that for a second? She goes from zero dark 30... Well, that was like, like eight years ago. Even but yes. still, though, like I feel like you do a movie that not that I thought it was that great, but it was just lauded as like this home run. Mm. Like, why would you do a sequel to a mediocre horror movie that was based on a miniseries? And there's like a campy Stephen King cameo. And, well, like, the movie it did so well, and the new one's doing well too. So I think she just saw she it just as like some a, dough. a surefire hit. We can, we act like these people are just all in it for the art, like we are with this fucking podcast, and that's not really how the world works. <laughs> There just was no continuity whatsoever, and like, what and like they, towards like then they're, like the whole thing. Should we spoil it? No, I don't want to spoil it. But I, I this, wrote lots of spoilers down. I'm, gonna, this I'm trying lot, to skip through them. This was a lot jump scarier than the first movie. Like this was all just, you know, jump scares are when like they just play like a loud note and like move the camera suddenly to like surprise you into. You know, instead of earning a scare, they're just they just like jolt you. It's, yeah, they it's the I cheapest was trick startled at least four or five times, and for some reason that makes me angry. Not, it doesn't like heighten the suspense for me and make the film more enjoyable. I just get annoyed that they got me again. Yeah, there was one scare that got me when she's talking to that like lady who turns into that creature, and like she's looking down a dark hallway, and like you hear the creature like clomping before you see it. It was like the only scare that worked in the whole movie for me. I was like, this this has good sound, which I, I never say about a movie. Um, what's his face? Finn Wolfhard? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, Finn Getting Wolfhard. Getting that flashback work? Him from, the fact that he just is like doubling down on 80s kid flicks yeah like it's gonna he's gonna get that 80s ensemble kid movies like he's gonna get a couple of those unless they like redo the goddamn goonies <laughs> like he's gonna work doing that until what he turns 18 and gets a little taller and then they can't use him anymore and he'll just fade into obscurity and get like his you know yeah. mediocre stranger things paychecks and that's the end and not even because he's in it although this added to it but this movie felt like watching like the 18th season of Stranger Things where like they're all grown really up and, and like battling like a big CGI silly monster the internet is it so was, abuzz about stuff like this right now it's pretty much impossible for these kind of movies to fail so I get where they're coming from and the scares they don't work well because as we said like every scene they do a lot of like switching between dreams and flashbacks like I was never sure if something was actually happening like it's just too like you know, like, when they see It, like, Bill Hader, there's a scene where he sees It as, like, this enormous monster who's, like, clomping his way after him in a field, and then, like, it all... It was dumb. It just, poof, he's gone. What are you even afraid of? It's like you had a bad dream. Yeah. Just, it's, nobody's actually, and then, I don't know. I had another, there's a big scene in uh, Funhouse Mirrors, which, scenes in, like, where you're trapped Canceled. in a mirror maze... Yeah, put those in the obits. That's, That's over. It's played out. Like, there was a big thing in Us about it. It's in, like, countless movies that I can't remember at this moment. 
But yeah. James McAvoy's fake stutter. Yeah. I wrote down just leave the town in all caps. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, like they leave their hometown for 27 years and they come back and the guy who stayed like gives them this whole speech about like and like everything starts to get awful immediately. It's like why don't why don't you guys just mistake. hop on the car and leave? Yeah, like random guy. Like you have a shitty house and like it doesn't even seem like any of you have careers or lives. Like just go. I also thought the movie had an oddly small amount of the actual clown Pennywise in it. Uh, didn't I pee during the best part too? I you, remember coming back and you were like, "Yeah, they just did this <laughs> and it was really cool," and I was like, "Awesome!" Three you, hour movie. I picked the one time. You did the. Uh, yeah, Bill Hader kills a guy in a library, and then he says, uh, oh, I guess that was long overdue, you know, because we're in a library. It was funny. That is funny, yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I hated his character. He has a few shiver-worthy lines. The guy who plays Mike was an awful actor. Like, the guy who stayed there, who, like... The black it. dude? Yeah, the black guy. I don't remember who he is, yeah. Awful Is he in actor. anything else? I couldn't like place him Like, an Activia commercial alongside <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis or something? Probably. He, um, he was, like distractingly bad yeah, he like, sucked he was like ruining scenes well, it's sort of just the opposite of elevated everything like mm. it just sort of and de-escalated he, the entire like perf- like everyone's performances were subpar like i've enjoyed yeah. james mcavoy and other things i guess top of the head all i can think of is split and wanted mm. um i watched some movie where he's like a private eye that was really bad recently too filth yeah i, I shot that too. so bad yeah. i think <laughs> I, we, I listed that in my shots at some point um but yeah and they didn't like just, gel was, together in the first lame. one the group of kids like when they're kids like they have a good they have good chemistry they're like a fun gang in this one it's just like oh these actors are all here and they don't really gel together <laughs> that nicely um, and uh Here's my hot take. I think Pennywise is the hero of the It movies, without getting into spoilers. Kill, killing all those dullards? He's a good guy trying to get these people to become the best versions of themselves. You'll understand when you see it. And also, two. this movie was two hours and 48 minutes. It could have legitimately been an hour and 16 minutes. Like, it's needlessly, impossibly long. They needed all. The, they wanted to mush all those effects in because they know they can't do a third one. Yeah, and also Pennywise is like a spider for the entire like third act. It's like I thought that it was just like an image that they were gonna go with for a scene, but then they like stuck with it. They really like, committed to the spider. Yeah, I was like, get this clown spider out of here. I got tired of it. And I have some spoiler stuff, but we shouldn't spoil yeah, it don't any do more it. than we already probably have. But the ending is very bad. And the movie has a running gag where James McAvoy's character wrote a book and people keep telling him that, like, the ending for his book is bad. It's like a big running gag throughout the movie. And then the end of this movie is very bad. (laughs) But I guess they don't think so. They don't get the irony there. It was a whole thing. Could you? Let's go on to the fanatic. I can't take this talk anymore. Yes. Fanatic, the flick of the year. You've had it. Fun. I pre oh okay I get it yeah. I pre-ordered this movie you pre-ordered this movie Cod pre-ordered this movie it's uh, do you we, have a sum- synopsis I, do. I think they need a synopsis we've been talking about this movie for months it's might have been why we started this podcast quite frankly it's the new John Travolta movie where he plays a weird obsessed fan of an actor named Dunbar Hunter Dunbar who's played by Devin Sawa and you might be wondering was this movie written and directed by Fred Durst the lead singer of Limp Bizkit? The sure answer, was. The answer is yes, fans. 
And it's actually, the story's loosely based on an incident he had with a fan when he was the front man of Limp Bizkit, the greatest band that the world's ever known. And this movie actually came out last week, had a small theatrical run, and bombed very hard. <laughs> like, it was like the bomb of the year. It made $60 average across all theaters that it was playing in. Did it really? Meaning that roughly three to four people went and saw it at each location. You know, it... In total, or... To- oh, oh, no. Well, well, no, they only had, like... Like, every... Uh, screening at these sure. places like sure, on sure, one sure. day, but still, that's three like, in each yeah. was the average number. So some had none at all. Yeah, they do. They do the one-time screening, so everyone will like come out in droves for that one screening. And the droves that they got were three to four people on average. How did they do with those streaming numbers? I don't know. Those we're gonna poor have kids. To, <laughs> yeah, we got to dig deeper on that. Yeah, I. But I posted I, some pictures from watching this movie, and Fred Durst commented on my. That's Instagram the big news picture. of the week. Yeah, what did he say back? Yeah, I'm going to get in Limp Bizkit somehow, or in his next film. You think he'll let you do, like, <laughs> Wes Borland's part yeah. in the, uh, the next album? You I'm, could put in those stupid contacts. Yeah. You went where I was going. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Same page. Contact stuff. This is what happens when you know each other too long, folks. <laughs> your, your, your thoughts just yeah. blend together and homogenize. And You're saying something and see that I'm thinking the same yeah. thing and you just stop talking. Oh, <laughs> we'll just cancel it out. Nature doesn't want a house tour. But yeah, Fred, he wrote, he put two emojis on the post of broccoli. And I don't know what I that means. I don't get it. Is that like a weed thing? I don't know. Is broccoli a weed thing? Do people do that? I know emojis. Send us an email if you know what that means, yeah. folks. If you're hip like Fred Durst. <laughs> I'm not cool enough to know like the secret meanings for, for all the emojis. But I'm sure it's, it's definitely something dope if, if Fred's using it. It's probably no like clue. the hot emoji to be on. But, yeah. I, I rented this movie. We oof. watched it. I watched it alone so I could really soak it in. It did opens it with that voiceover about I did about Los Angeles, and then mm. that like, some drone shot. I don't need more drone shots to well, start also, movies. I got maybe my biggest laugh of the movie right when it started when it said Redbox Entertainment in the opening credits. This is a Redbox movie, folks. John Travolta he conquered the world with uh, the movie pass production Gotti, and now he's teamed up with Redbox. For this movie, he's still so out to lunch. Big, big kick out of the Redbox originals. Yes, the fact that they make I, movies. D- and the best part world. is John Travolta dressed up as an English Bobby, just running around yes. on the Sunset Strip, saying British things. I, I legitimately like felt bad for him. Yeah, it made me sad. It I wasn't was, even funny. I felt uncomfortable. Yes, I was watching like Fred Durst is just embarrassing John Travolta. He's like, got to be fucking with him. Yeah, like, I imagined like Kelly Preston and John at the premiere sitting next to each other, and she just looks over at him. And she's like, John, you know, <laughs> I know that you also have sex with guys. But, like, I'm going to let all that slide and just continue to pretend to be your wife, but you got to stop making these shitty, shitty movies. You're that's humiliating our family. That's the funniest thing. Like, Travolta probably thinks he's being fearless taking a role like this, but he seriously just looks like an idiot. He and really a, did. And, like, an asshole. Just <laughs> like, cruising I, around Devin Sawa's house, playing the piano horribly, doing Great Balls of Fire, like Jerry, yes. that Jerry Lee Lewis song. John Travolta, he plays a character named Moose... He has goofy glasses, a bowl cut, and wears like Hawaiian shirts, other wacky. We outfits. still never found the bowl cut footage while we're on the subject. I know that's that's lingering. That's a, a running thread. Someone's gonna find bowl cut. 
But the first line of dialogue in this movie, John Travolta strolls into a pawn shop and says, Hey, I can't talk long. I gotta poo. That's no how, good. That's how this movie starts. It just wowed me. I was, I was, I was dazzled. Uh, I gotta say, though, as far as Fred Durst's directorial eye goes, I'm not even joking here. I thought the movie looked good. Like, it looked like a movie. Eh. If, if Look better if, than Gotti. If you're, that's <laughs> yeah. the lens we're looking at it through. Yes. How about um, the weird animation vignettes between the scenes that were just super distracting? And Ooh, I feel like Fred Durst those. drew those himself. Yeah, those were. You could tell Fred fancies himself an artiste. When yeah, he was trying to be fancy boy. They added nothing, and yeah, like they, they were no good. They were like there were quotes on screen at one time. How about that friend, times. like Travolta's friend, who's like, "Hey, Moose, you can't do that," and she's like, "The most unusually unreal, attractive, the most unrealistic character in a movie in five years." Yes, is that who you're talking like about? Like, how? Who is this random, good-looking woman who just hangs around this yeah. like rapey? you know mentally challenged creep with a bowl cut and a hawaiian shirt she's a person that doesn't exist i said at one point i wrote down i'm an hour in and it feels like 10 minutes but not in a good way if Mm -hmm. that makes sense to you yep i I felt like i'd been watching this movie for like seconds and it had been basically the bulk of the film i'm like wait so they've not established anything yeah it's just devon sawa mad Probably his best performance since Idle Hands. What did you think of... I'd can we spoil us? There's a part that I want to spoil. Can we spoil? Sure. Like, people don't give a shit about... No one's going to see this. When Devin Sawa shoots Travolta's hand off and then stabs out oh, his wow. eye. You went right to the big, fat spoiler right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, thought that was, like that was going to be cool, but it wasn't. It wasn't great. And then he just goes to jail, and then there's that shoehorned Limp Bizkit song. Yes. There was actually, yeah, there's a scene where Devin was driving, and he, he puts on some Limp Biscuit, and then talks to his son about how good Limp Biscuit is. It's, like, laughable how shoehorned it is. Like, like yeah, have you ever heard this? Yeah, Which like, song was it even? Even if you didn't know, like, watching, if you're just watching the movie and you saw that scene, you'd be like, what, did Fred Durst direct this movie? Like, why is this happening? And you'd be right. But uh, there's a scene where John Travolta tricks somebody... And then says, what are you doing? Why are you playing this? <laughs> Turn this off. It's right in the middle of a fucking <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, there's a moment where he says, you've been jigsawed, which I thought was really fun. Like, oh, John. That was in one up. of your screen caps. Yes. And uh, yeah, the movie, it's very drawn out. They don't even go into like why Travolta's character is so into the Devin Sawa character. It's just like, yeah, they didn't do anything to establish anything was the part about it that drove me the most nuts. And then the movie kind of gets into horror movie territory as we've alluded to. It's, uh, like he plays a guy. He doesn't understand anything except when someone calls him a stalker, then he gets really mad. It's like, Oh, don't call him a stalker. And it's like, he sort of just let everything else slide. It's like, you're worse than a stalker. You're like a murderer. (laughs) I don't know why hearing that you're a stalker is so. Yeah, why would that bother you? Upsetting. But yeah, and like, it kind of turns into misery. The movie's almost like misery meets the disaster artist. That's my my meets for this. That's a good meets, I guess. Yeah. Or meets the room. Travolta kidnaps him and is complaining that there's no ice cream in his freezer. He brought that up that like really three funny. times, which yeah. I thought was so strange. He's, you have no ice cream. 
the fuck? And then at one point, Devin Sawa says that he'll work on that. Yes. And the movie, it was not good, but I enjoyed watching it. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's tough to, like, categorize or even rate a movie like this when it's, uh, you know, it's like a turkey, but it's it's a good turkey. It's like a, a spiritual... I'll watch it again. It's like a spiritual sequel to Misery, perhaps called Utter Misery. And there's an absurd twist at the end that made no sense at all. That is like the nitpickiest thing I've ever seen. I won't spoil it. Or do we already spoil? Just go ahead. I already talked about him stabbing him in the eye. <laughs> like the fact that he gets blamed for that other murder that Travolta does earlier. Do you appreciate me completely missing that? <laughs> Which murder? Who's that one again? The woman, like the, the the help who he like encountered in the backyard. Oh right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I do remember that now. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, why did he feel the need to kill? It was an accident when Travolta killed Maybe we should take her, this right? part out. I hate spoiling things to the fans. Even nah, though this movie's right. like a, They don't care, man. No one's going to watch this movie. Um, you got anything else? That was the fanatic. We're fanatics for it. And to tease the next episode, I've got Travolta turkey fever after watching this movie. And I'm going to watch Speed Kills and Trading Paint, which are both new to Amazon Prime. And part Don't of, watch uh, Trading Paint yet. That movie looks so bad. I know. They're, they look like worse than Gaudi in this movie. The, like, truly low budget, like, shouldn't have got made action movies on this one. But yeah, um, that was The Fanatic. You know what's next. The Batch? Fans, I didn't watch The Bachelorette this week, although I watched a few minutes of it here before, uh, before we saw It the other night. So my man Ank is going to be uh, I'm going to be leading the charge here. I'll make it quick. <laughs> I can't believe I'm as into this show as I am. I wrote that down. I can't, like I, I noticed can't when Angela Clay's ex came down the stairs, mm. I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe she's here." And then like <laughs> You clutching your pearls, gasping. And then Derek told Haley that John Paul Jones likes Tasha. Wow. Um, and wow. Haley had no idea. And she'd gone on a date with John Paul Jones and they'd kissed. Then she got all upset. And I'm glad that Haley called him out on it. I wrote this down too. Because like, he's sort of, you remember the whole he was yelling at Derek about how he doesn't treat women with respect, but in reality he's doing the exact same thing. Sure. Haley called him out on being a hypocrite. I thought that was pretty good. Mm. And then Luke S. and Matt from Hannah B's season came, and they're both just boring dullards. Mm. And then Hannah made out with Dil- or yeah, the other Hannah, Hannah G. Hannah made out hey, with Hannah. Dil- is now her thing now is just making out with Dylan the whole time. And Blake sitting by himself like a sad sack. It made me laugh in the way that they wanted it to, and I was ashamed. Like, they have this one tracking shot of him just sitting at a table with, like, that sad, like, boom, boom, boom yeah. kind of music. That's when the show really comes alive. And you. it made me laugh, and it was the laugh they were going for, and I felt kind of ashamed. I was like, mm. oh, I fell for it. Fuck, they got me. Yeah. Um, just like they wanted to. And then to. into the second episode, it's like Dean shows back up without the mustache and Connor the Dean. tall dullard is all upset because Dean's back to take Kaylin and like Shocking. don't we all realize this girl is like a like a like dummy punching bag and mm. like they're fighting over her all of a sudden 
And then John Paul Jones getting all emotional and saying he's never going to meet anybody again because Tasha kind of rejected him a little bit. And he's like, it's like, dude, you're 24 years old. You'll probably meet at least 10 more people before you turn 30. Yeah. Like he's just and <laughs> he's, having a meltdown on television. And he, if there was such a like star, like he's like the star of the show. He's like, I guess the one that everybody knows. He's like the guy. Yeah. There's gifts of him on Instagram. So that, you know, when we make our stupid posts, I see the John Paul Jones face every time. So mm. that says something. And then Matt, is all is like there's a scene where Matt from Hannah B's season is all sweaty and he has John Paul Jones wipe his sweat off his back and then like he's all nervous about kissing Sydney and she's like I just want him to kiss me and he's not Hi. kissing me. Hi. And bye. That's all I got. Go. That's all I got on Bachelor. It wasn't. There were no fist fights. I always need. I need like some sort of like major altercation or I get bored. Yeah, the show's very like. Meh. It's like a hangout show. Like if you're not into like the drama of it, there's really nothing to to hold on to. Yeah, those, those laughs dry up real quick when all these. Uh, it's kind of a nothing show. When all these dead studs just start saying these things that they say. Oh, and I just got an E News update. Jed Wyatt says he supports Hannah Brown on going on Dancing with the Stars. Thanks, Jed. <laughs> That's the kind of update that... We really needed that, Jed. You want to be getting. Keep singing, buddy. Uh, let's get right into The Departed. 90 seconds of The Departed, folks. Wednesday. On Thursday, he gets found in a dumpster. You know where that dirtball started his life? Southie, Southie Projects. Projects. I feel like oh, we heard some of this last week, but it's uh, fine. Miles Kennefick got the job to forge UMass maybe not. transcript. No, we didn't. UMass Boston, which I thought, happens to oh, be... Boston? It was, oh, you're a fucking genius, huh? Who forged your transcript, dickhead? Hey, this guy's, uh, his old man runs the Hibernian like a mod. Kind of fix. We're not trying to We're solve. Not here to solve the Look how short Baldwin's tie is. That's always my favorite part. His big right, tummy look. hanging out. Got a guy says he hates Costello's moving the process to China. Process. Set up a whole fucking job and pop Kennefic. You do not want to miss it if Costello takes a dump. It would a lot less if you made your informants available to us and of course it'd be alright. Without asking for too many details. Do you have anyone idea in that, your Costello press? Good idea, my being said, Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe, Maybe fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. Fuck, I fuck fences, they're like mushrooms. Feed them shit and keep them in the dark. The girls have a good day. Oh. I thought that line was so cool Normally the first time very, I saw uh, this. Did nice you? Guy. I did. What about, the, what about the fifth time you saw it in the theater? I think it was just as cool. No thanks. <laughs> now, Mrs. Kennefick. Allegedly. I knew your son. I, I knew Miles. Miles. He was a year behind me in school. He was behind me in school. Fuck. I want to get these people who did this to him. Who? Would you forced like to your us? son you to do a robbery. People who forced your son to do a robbery and then killed him. Allegedly. Allegedly. If he was killed, he probably did something wrong. What? Not the robbery. That's not wrong. He did something else wrong. And that's ninety seconds of The Departed. Bad, bad. What are your plugs? We already did. Um, I love that Matt Damon's Boston accent isn't that good, and he's and he from here. Lived here. It's truly amazing. What a dick. But uh, yeah, let's uh, subscribe and follow enough on iTunes and or please SoundCloud. rate and review. This is me, like a genuine plea. Ooh, yeah, it helps I'm, us I'm, out a lot. And we'll on my read hands it. and knees, I'm begging you. We'll read it on iTunes. air. We'll do a whole. We'll, yeah, thing. we'll make a whole thing out of it. Go on iTunes or podcast app mm. and. Go to enough podcasts yes. and click the five stars, write us a nice review, and subscribe so that you can get the show 
the minute it comes out. Yes. Any questions, concerns, recommendations, bits you might have? We're brought to you in part by Benefix. Check them out at benefix.us. Check out Night Promoting on Twitter. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Season. Follow me if you want to. Folks, for this week, that's enough. Have a good one. Okay, have a good one, folks. I'm, I'm going to be also on Instagram at Ankner, A-N-K-N-E-R, and enough the podcast at, on Instagram and Gmail. Mm-hmm. Have a good one. Good.